Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 17 of At The Buzzer. I am your host, Naveen Ganglani. If you are a new listener, thank you for giving us a shot. I deeply appreciate it. And if you are a returning listener, yay, thank you for coming back. Glad to know that our last few episodes made you want to listen some more. Anyway, speaking of this episode, I speak with Marvin Espiritu and Matthew Manotok of EMBM Sports Management. They represent some of the most talented and popular players that there are in the PBA today. So I can't even begin to explain like how awesome this episode was because we just talked about like so many things. The PBA, the behind-the-scenes stuff that happens with trades and decision-making, and the draft, you know? We never really get an insight into what goes on behind the scenes when the PBA draft is going on. But in this episode, Marvin and Matt, they reveal quite a good amount of information about that. We also talk about certain players, including Kai Soto, who has been in the news recently. So that was an interesting topic. Uh, We talk about Jason Perkins, who's one of their players. We talk about some of the draft applicants this season, like Aljun Malesho, Santi Santillan, Alvin Pasaol, Troy Reich, who, by the way, was our last guest, uh, and a few others. So, yeah, it was just really interesting, and they work closely with the PBA, so it was really nice of them to share some information. And if you're a fan of Philippine basketball or the PBA or just sports, Philippine sports, you know, I, I think you would really enjoy this. Okay, enough of me blabbering. Uh, Let's get to the podcast. We will catch you at the buzzer. All right. Welcome to another episode of the At The Buzzer Sports Podcast. Today, I am very happy to welcome Marvin Espiritu and Matthew Manotok, the owners and head agents of Espiritu Manotok Basketball Management which combined with Sir Danny Espiritu is the biggest management group in terms of representing PBA players. They've been in the business for years and they're always around in the PBA games, always scouting, always making sure their players are well taken care of. And of course, you know, it's a busy time right now with the PBA draft approaching and perhaps a season coming up soon. But Marv, Matt, before we get into how you're preparing your draftees and taking care of your current players, looking for new contracts. Tell us first how EMBM came to be, how it happened, how you two partnered up. I know, uh, Marv, that your dad must have had something to do with it because you must have watched him growing up represent players. So just tell the story of how it all came together. You're oh, Marv. Yeah. You can start with, yeah, you, you, you started in the business first. Then. So go ahead. Right, then. right. I've, I've, been, I've been assisting my dad uh, since the... Um, late 90s and early 2000, right after college. Um, I've been, I've been um, assisting him in, in terms of um, constructing um, contracts, uh, giving my inputs about um, the value of players he handles. So it all started there. You know, um, Initially, I, I really loved basketball as, as, as a whole. You know, I play basketball regularly mm-hmm. and you know there's, there's there's passion into it right then um wait sorry around, Marv, who was your favorite yeah. team growing up so pba pba would be siempre you know 
everyone's favorite Ginebra. No? Of course, yeah. I don't know. I don't know because you know um I always say Ginebra, pero you know, um, as I as I grew into it, um parang I realized parang um I'm just a fan, you know. Mm. I'm just a fan of it. Um of, of basketball. I'm a fan of the PBA. I would I wouldn't say that I'm a diehard Ginebra fan. Mm-hmm. You know, but um kasi, I'm not that kind of fan uh, you know it, it breaks my heart to 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 see Ginebra lose diba pero right. it's always exciting alam mo to Matt diba pare yung um, during the 90s you know yeah. there's yung... a different vibe in, in, right. in the PBA you know um, so, every so what... team you know even even Alaska even even um, what's this um Teams like, ano ba ba mga teams sa 90s? Santa Lucia, mm-hmm. di ba? Shell, Shell, Shell ba? Shell. Swift, uh, yeah. Shell. You know, you watch those teams. Pop Cola. Sunkist. Was Sunkist the team? Sunkist. Like, yung, yes, yung, yung team ni, I, I love watching Gian Giao's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember that, uh, I remember growing up, that old Shell team was good, man, with uh, Perry Ronquillo. Perry Ronquillo, you know. Diba? I, 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 Chris I like, Jackson. I like, yeah. As a kid, I never quite figured out what happened with Shell and Rich Alvarez. Well, I remember like he wasn't played in the first game. What, what was? Do you guys know the story behind that? Sorry, it just popped into my mind. Well, Rich, um, I wala ko ano, wala ko inputs dun sa <laughs> the story behind that. No, but but I remember Rich Alvarez was the number one pick, diba? Yeah, MVP, yeah. UAAP. He was the number uh, one pick. Right. I know Rich. I, I like the guy, but he never quite panned out, no? Uh, according to that pick, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So, anyway, okay. So, Marv, I'm curious. Since you've been kind of doing this since the late 90s, early 2000s, just generally speaking, what's the main differences you see from the players in the PBA today compared to 20 years ago in terms of mindset and attitude and everything else? I think preparation you know okay it's different right now in terms of um, approaching the game um, scientific no scientific na sila ngayon you know in terms of the although still not not you know 100% pro players are into it you know may may mga old school pa rin nutrition comes kicks in diba yung yung they, they, they're, they're more serious now in terms of Right. In terms of nutrition. Wala na yung parang of, five, six cups of rice. Ganon. Yeah. Meron pa rin, but it's not, <laughs> as, not as bad siguro. And then yung mga inuman the night before or right ah, before. Yes, yes. Wala na yun eh. It's actually kind of harsh because when I think of it, you think of that as like the in yung old school Pinoy way. Diba? Right. Parang, wala lang. You eat whatever you want. You just run. You don't lift weights. Diba? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like uh, almost racist, right? Or, or self-hating. Parang. We call it the Pinoy way. It's not fair, right? Because there are tons of Pinoy guys who work hard and take really care hard. of their bodies and All eat right. well. I mean, look at Jason Castro, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, who's like the model of behavior. But uh, it's, it's, it's the whole thing like oh the American way is super disciplined and the Pinoy way is not it's not true though right there's so many Pinoy's that are really really the individual mindset basically 
Yeah, well, but I, I think training, though, training's a big deal. Training, sports psychology, nutrition—that's yeah. all. I think, like, I think that one one of the early or one of the first first um, PBA players that, that are it's really really serious into to taking care of you know their body preparation. It's funny nga, eh. Meron, may, siguro medyo ironic, pero I, I've seen Bong Alvarez, di ba? Oh, okay. Because he's, right. he's, he's our player. Pero he's one of those guys that that um, took um, parang training and uh, taking care of his body, preparing for the game into heart. You know, you can see it naman isa sa katawan niya. No? Iba, yung, iba yung built ng katawan niya mm-hmm. compared sa iba. Now, I think one of one of the differences also is you know um, in terms of understanding the game mm-hmm. you know nagiba na rin you know right um, players now are more parang more more they think the situations more parang they ganun. they they're more smarter you know they're, yeah they're I, more, I i think they you know, just know they know the importance of it and you can't get away with stuff now because right. like yeah they have weights, you know what I mean? They have conditioning and, you know, they can't control what you eat, but they make you do a lot more stuff mm-hmm. than you didn't before. Right, right. right. Like, I mean, I, I'll tell you guys a story, like if I may, from okay. my dad with Go Billy Ray Bates, right? In like the 80s. So my dad, I mean, everyone knew Billy was a head case because he was an NBA talent. So why the, what the hell was he doing in the Philippines in the first place, right? Yeah. And, you know, my dad knew that, you know, he was going to party and going to drink. And he just said to Billy, like, okay, go ahead and do your thing. But, you know, we want the night before the game, you're in the hotel. And right before the game, we're going to weigh you. Okay. If, you're, if you're overweight, we're going to fine you. So what Billy would do is he'd party for however many days he had without a game. And then my dad said he'd sleep for one whole day, yeah. wake up eat a cheeseburger, and then go ahead and drop 50. <laughs> that, that was his pregame routine. Oh, I, I think those days are gone, huh? Yeah. So, th- I mean, that, that you know, th- th- that's a, almost a dying breed. <laughs> right. Now, you see, when I'm thinking about old school PBA, I'm thinking about the likes of, like, Devon Harp, you know, bangers, guys who really, like, took it to you in the post, would attack the rim, would, like, really throw their body at you, and the refs would, like, let a lot of the plays go. They wouldn't make calls. But nowadays, it's a, you see a lot more three-point shooting. I mean, you still have post-play and inside play. But you see a lot of the guys coming in, especially those from college, kind of like, you know, taking sidestep trees, step-back trees. Yeah. Just, I feel like we go, yeah. the, we go the way of the NBA, though, right? Correct. Like, even if you're saying, like, old PBA versus new PBA, like, I think you can say the same thing about, you know, new, new NBA and old NBA. Like, Right. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, Marv, th- there's more depth now, right? Would you agree? Like, the players are better across the board. But right. that's not to say the stars of the 80s or the 90s wouldn't be great now. No, like, all-time greats are all-time greats, right? They say, you know, generational talents can play in whatever era. And some of them right. may have even been better right, with, right. with the game and how it is today. No, that's true but, because... Yeah, because like you everyone know, the says, depth, Jordan... the depth is different then. I feel like the depth now, yeah, is, is different, and that's why there's even more need for more teams, right? Yeah. Because there's so many good players, and yeah. you got these guys coming in from the wood. I mean, you have guys coming in from all over the world. 
Correct. And you know what what I was going to say too is that uh, like sorry to bring it to the NBA a bit but a lot say oh Jordan wouldn't be the goat now because he he couldn't shoot threes but like my counter to that is he would have learned to shoot threes if this was the style of game he was playing in. So it's a lot of like adapting to the modern style what's happening now. But I want to bring it back Matt to what you said and I want to get your opinion and Marvin's opinion about the number of teams there are in the PBA cuz like you said there There are a lot of talented guys coming in the draft. Like this draft has more than a hundred applicants, right? There's a whole bunch to choose from for for teams, but you've only got like 12 teams competing. Do you guys think long term it would be good for the PBA to add more teams, or would it only to some degree highlight the issues that there are with the teams that aren't so competitive compared to the bigger franchises? I mean, let's be honest, man. It's only going to improve if we have truly independent teams, right? Okay. Yeah. Because if they're going to be, you know, I mean, to be frank, if they're going to be farm teams, then it's going to get even worse, mm. right? So, I mean, for me, like, you know, you need solid, solid organizations who stand on their own, you know, and want to win, you right. know. And I don't, I, like, you can't really, like, we'll know when we overextend. You know, because we'll know if there are really bad teams or, you know, there are players who maybe shouldn't be in the league, right? We'll know. Right. But that's not the problem now. The problem is actually there are tons of terrific players who aren't in the league. Okay, yeah. And they end up going to the MPBL and the D-League maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Or Asia, yeah. right? Or ABL, you guys got yeah. playing in, 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 Th- in Thailand nowadays, ABL, exactly. Right. How about, how about you, Marv? You've been in the industry for two decades now. Would it serve the PBA good to open the discussion of adding more teams? If not now, while we're recovering from the pandemic, maybe down the line? Well, um, the, the point of view of Matt is, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a different discussion, right? So he has a point there in terms of, you know, allowing, allowing teams to enter. But you want, you want legit teams to, to participate. And, um, you know, look, PBA is like a 50-year-old league, right? Mm-hmm. Right yeah. now, and they still have like only 12 teams there, <laughs> right? I mean, I think by this time, we, we should have at least about 15 teams already competing, mm. right? Yeah, I mean, uh, just, by, just if you go by the growth of population probably from since, right? you know, when we started. So, and, you know, there are a lot of talents out there that um, are... PBA material, PBA caliber players that are not in the league, you know, mm-hmm. just because, you know, there are not enough roster spots, right? So I think um, overall, it should be, you know, discussed, should be considered um, in the near future, you know, if not now. But, you know, I think it should, we should have at least 15 or 16 teams by now. How does a trade like what San Miguel did for CJ Perez impact the potential for the PBA to land more teams from corporations or businesses, whatnot? Yeah, I think on so many levels, man. Because one, it's like, you know, the the fairness, right? And like the equity or equality mm-hmm. of the whole league is just thrown off because you know already that arguably two large groups dominate. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, Okay, if I'm to come in, then I need to 
spend as much of the, as those guys. And my God, we know how much they, I mean, we don't know exactly, but we know they spend a ton. Right. So if, if you're not willing to match that, then, you know, how can you be truly successful? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the gripe that, you know, like guys like Fred or Tangsu of Alaska has made in the past. It's like, look how, like we can't, we're trying to follow the rules and win, but it's almost an unfair game the right. way it's set up. Correct. How about you, Marv? What do you think? Um, I agree with Matt. The, the trade with um, CJ, um, those those things are, are um, what do you call this? Um, I feel like they're patterns, right? I mean, you see them happening yeah, and happening it, again. Right. right. It, it's a, it's a you know, sensitive topic. Right? Uh, yeah. We can't, really can't broach it uh, much. Yeah, yeah. Because it's you remember, no, a trade would be always the right of the team. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You can you can always as a player you can always request a trade, right? Mm-hmm. But not all players, you know, reach that status wherein, parang NBA, you know, you need to be at a certain level for you to parang to, demand where you want to, to, to go. Demand the trade. Oh, right. Hindi lahat ng players can demand the trade. But Correct. teams have that right to trade you. Di ba? Yeah. So, ang sasabihin lang naman ng team, you know, this is, discarte ko to eh. Di ba? Parang we kami feel, na, yeah, kami nag-deal yeah, niyan eh. We feel that it is, it is our, it, it is in the best interest of the team to trade this player. Di ba? Regardless I, if he's our, our leading scorer or not. Right. I, I get that. For example, yeah. you see, you know, if I may, you know. Go for it. If you talk to, to Colombian guys, Terra Firma guys, you know, the bosses there, they would justify this this trade. We've been um with CJ for two years, but you know, walang walang ano, walang, walang, walang reward, walang nangyari. Right. And you know, during the last bubble, if you look at it, you know, based on the stats. The lone win of Terra Firma is, you know, wherein CJ didn't wasn't play. that ball them dominant. Okay, yeah. Diba? The, the ball but was Mar- but Marv, come on, man. Marv, come on, <laughs> man. We should, come on. We, we know. know we, we, we we know it's all that's all PR, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, PR. you know. Kaya nga, pero you, you know it, that. It, it, it's it's hard to, you know, if, if you if you argue in, in that na okay. Lagi, lagi silang, you know, may, may sarili silang dahilan eh. Mm. Di ba? Yeah. They, they can always reason out. No, uh, I, I, yeah. team, can, you know, I, can, I, I get that. Although, doesn't it get to the point where it happens so regularly where yeah. it makes sense for the PBA? Because I know that the PBA, they can't exactly tell the teams how to manage their teams, right? The Like, Commissioner Willie can't tell, like, Terra firma, you need to keep this player. Because, like you said, discarded ng team yan. But okay, let let me rephrase the question. Has it gotten to the point that it's, it has happened so repeatedly that the other teams in the PBA are starting to question and are like, "Uy, ano to? Bakit pa ulit ulit ganyan?" Dude, they're not starting to question. Everyone knows what's happening, right? <laughs> the fans know. You think the teams don't know? <laughs> okay. You know, it's like, I mean, it's... Everyone just knows that's the way it is, right? Right. <laughs> At this point. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, another one. You know, it's not like, oh my God, what's happening? 
There's yeah. no shock value at all. <laughs> so, so you've had conversations with like other teams who have expressed their displeasure and how these deals have gone down. Let me just say, I've spoken to, let's say, somewhere between a team executive and team owner. One of the one of the two. Okay. And he's li- he's literally told me that we're okay just being in the league. Oh wow. Yeah. So they they kind of like put the the goal of yeah. winning a championship a little bit on the side. Yeah. So he said that like I'm just we're just here to be here kind of thing like we don't need to win. Mm. So it's it's commercial basically it's advertising commer- commercialization. Well, that's, that's that's the PBA really. The PBA is um it, it's a different thing, right? mm-hmm. the, 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 the PBA is a commercial based league, right? Wherein if you if you look at other leagues around the world, these leagues are club based leagues. Right? Club based. So I think uh, in terms of really setting it up, iba eh, iba yung, iba yung PBA is set up for, for marketing value as well. You, 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 the structure, you, you, the structure is different. It's, mm-hmm. it's different, structure, right? And, and there, different. There, there are less, there are less controls, I think, right? Yes, or in the NBA, yes. they, 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 they commercial place based, controls. Commercial based yeah. So, the, right. so the teams who are participating there are not club based, They're not like the NBA, wherein you know, the Lakers can can do their own stuff. They control their their. The There's a lot more transparency too, right? Mm. They have to disclose yeah. stuff, right? And like yeah. there are many rules that assist uh, small market teams, right? In the NBA, for example, whereas mm. in the PBA, those don't exist. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like in the NBA, if a team does poorly for a long time, like they'll question the ownership, right? right? Whereas in the PBA, you don't do that. <laughs> Most other part of it, you know, you, you get a vote. Right. right. But I mean, I love the PBA. Don't get me wrong. I love Willie. Like, and I say this because I love the PBA. Like, there's a reason why in the NBA, cash considerations are disclosed. And in the PBA, they're not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the bonus system. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we don't know. Right. Some people know or hear about, but you know, can you confirm it? What do, kind of accountability is there? Do you think it it will eventually get to the point where other teams or other owners kind of really openly revolt at the fact that these trades keep going on, you know, on not really under the radar, but it keeps going on regularly? Uh, or are they more resigned to the fact that this is just the structure of how the PBA as a business is? I think Marv nailed it when he said marketing. Like, you have to understand why they're there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are just there for marketing purposes and not necessarily to win, right? Correct. They're just there to have a team, to have uh, faces that they can use as their endorsers, right? And uh, for brand exposure or brand awareness, right? So that not all of them, and I hate, I don't mean to, you know, slander any teams. I'm sure most of them really, really want to win, but, you know, is it always the number one priority or factor in their decision-making? I'd venture to say no for some of them. 
All right. Okay. So let's move on to the draft now because I feel like if we do talk about the PBA and their philosophies, yeah. we're going to go on and on. But the draft, I'm really curious. Now, you guys have been at this for a few years. What is the, or what are rather the biggest differences preparing the draftees for the draft this year where we're still recovering from a pandemic compared to a usual year where we'll have the draft? At Robinsons and we'll have all these workouts, a combine and whatnot. Malaking difference. There's there's a big difference this, especially for this draft. Well, uh, players like um, say players we consider as first rounders. Right. I think they're they're they're, they're set, diba? Uh, players who have this stock heading into this draft. Let's say players like uh, Santillan, Alvin Pasaol. We know, right. we yeah. know that they, they'll get drafted, you know. Um, ang, ang, ang concern would be players who are unknown. Yeah? Mm. Because uh, first, walang ano eh, there's no combine, right? Yeah. There's no, there's no there's there's not a way for these unknown players to showcase their skills and talent right and uh, one way of showing that is through the combine and the scrimmages mm-hmm. in the combine second you know they can't just you know come in and work out with the team right right now there are certain protocols to follow Mm-hmm. And not everyone gets gets an invite right mm-hmm. now, right? Because there's no there's no five on five still, right? So teams teams aren't really you know looking forward to invite players, you know, especially if those players are they really don't have interest in, you mm-hmm. know. So it's it's extra challenging for for us. To, to really pitch in players that are coming in unknown. Right. And, um, you know, we also need to manage their expectation in terms of, you know, getting drafted, you know. So what are and, teams relying on? Like old college highlights, YouTube highlights, they're watching all of these clips or word of mouth? Like how are they trying to well, gather information? Right now, you know... Um, they they relying on yung ano nila familiarity okay right familiarity. yeah honestly Naveen, if i may uh, yeah. marv if i may like i think people will be would be shocked to realize how little scouting actually occurs oh. and this is with all due respect to teams because these guys know the game way better than me but you know there's some really questionable criteria which uh, to which they base their decisions off of, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think when Marv says familiarity, he, he once again nails it because I think that's also our mindset, right? Especially as Pinoy's parang, ah, nakita ko na yun eh, magaling yun, di ba? Parang, who, tama, you, tama. you pick who you know. Bahala right? na si Batman. Parang yeah, parang, ah, kilala ko to. But they're not gonna kilala go on YouTube. Yan, you know, they're right. not going to go on YouTube or find this guy's, you know, NCAA game Madaming tape. articles tungkol dyan. Parang ganun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
so media play yeah media will play a bigger role now but what i find interesting is like so for us Naveen, like the things we can really offer to rookies is like private workouts right and teams always value their private workouts more than anything because mm-hmm. they feel like oh it's our environment you know it's up against our guys so you know this is it this is the true test right but what i find interesting is you know now especially is because the lack of the combine like you always have draftees or rookies who will impress in the combine right like i remember jory napolis right more recently what was our guy who marv signed and honestly i barely knew right (laughs) because no one knew him yeah but then come the combine you see him and he's as tall as all these other big men right he's almost six five he can move he's got skills you know he knows how to play and once they i mean once you see a six five guy who can jump right your your eyes light up so i think it's interesting because the the combine is always somewhere some a, a place where i think you always get a couple of guys where it serves them well to be unknown right because they call them like sleepers right oh sleeper and then it's like that 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 shock fact that that shock value or that intrigue factor can really catch on right whereas this year you won't have that so it'll be even more in terms of who you know and then it'll place a premium on who's really going to scout who's really going to do their homework who's really going to watch game tape who's really going to you know network and ask people and you know dig dig deep basically to uh, scout but sometimes you know it puzzles me because it's like man you guys are spending so much money on this team and yet you're not gonna take you know it. really do your homework and take it seriously right you your know due diligence yeah yeah because sometimes they'll just make decisions like marv you've seen it the buffalo draft parang biglaan it's like they're way, they're down to their last minute and they don't know wow like they, they don't, don't have like a picking. board yeah yeah or or they have an idea but then you know it's not set up so it's like Okay, it's not set up. Minsan, to, you know, yeah. it's an unahan sila. Right, you and know? they don't have a backup plan, parang ganon. Oh, Yeah, we've had instances where like they'll ask us, and they listen to us. <laughs> wow. Because like, if the two guys are from both our guys, sino mas magaling Jenner, you know, they'll ask us, and we'll be like, uh, you know, we'll we'll probably say both sides because we don't want to say pick this guy because they're yeah, both you don't want to play favorites, correct? Yeah, but then they'll but then they'll use them, but then they'll pick them, and then we also had a story in the draft where in Dubamarv, I won't name names, but one team asked their draftee in the first round who to pick in the second round, oh, and they went wow. with him. Wow. Yeah. So right. I, that's why I don't mean to slander like these teams. Like yeah. as I said, they know basketball, right? D- don't get me wrong, but sometimes like they make <laughs> decisions very rashly. <laughs> has has there been a time where you guys might have suggested, "Oh, hey, this player fits in your team," uh, and then they, it comes back to kind of bite you in the butt, and they kind of like tell you, "Ooh, this guy didn't work out for us. Why did you suggest this player?" And I'm also very curious. How often is it that a team will draft a player for his good looks, for marketability, over <laughs> like what he can actually bring to the basketball court? Because I have a feeling it happens quite often. Yeah, yeah that's, it's that's all about good. marketing. Remember, it's all about marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say um, it's down to the last roster spot. Yeah, who to sign? 
wherein um, it's down to these two players, wherein this first player is, um, you know, in terms of basketball, he deserves that spot. But right. the other guy is more popular. Madaming followers. <laughs> Mapupunta yung... Mapupunta yung yung spot na yon sa sa ano sa sa more popular guy you know plus in, in their contracts the one they're they're obligated to be endorsers right at no cost so yeah. it's so it's, it's really it's, a big deal business. right it's still, it's still business. business yeah right tapos uh, to answer your first question about we pitch in a guy wherein it didn't work out mm-hmm. it always happens it's 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 part of the the trade really it's really not a more of a big deal for for both parties you know if if a certain player didn't work out for them wherein um how we pitch them isn't exactly how they performed diba mm. so it, it's a normal thing you know are there it's coaches though that, who yeah. legit take the scouting and preparation seriously because i remember when i was a pba beat reporter I would hear how Coach Yang would often ask his assistants to look into some of the college guys and the guys coming from abroad and see how they can contribute to the team. So I, I get that there are guys and teams who draft based on, like you said, business marketability. But are there those coaches or maybe even managers who still put a premium on basketball skills and scouting? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I think most do. Most do in a month, right? Say the marketing thing is yeah, yeah, it's, it's all, for yeah, the right. most part. It's, it's still talent, diba? Yeah. Bottom line, it's still talent. You know, that's the priority. And you it know, goes down to team priorities too, right? Like, like we were talking yeah. about. You trying to win or you trying to market, right? So, and it's, I, it's, it's I, 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 I recall, Marv, remember that year? I forget now which year, but it was quite early on, wherein the PBA opted to not hold the combine, combine, and right. we opted to host our own combine. Um, well, I think in, in I think Libis, that remember? started it all, Matt. Wala namang combine that time eh. Before oh. we before we did that. So Remember Matt? Pala kayo. Walang scrimmage. <laughs> Walang scrimmage you mean. Yeah, that yeah. is scrimmage. Basic puro, lang. Puro, uh, ano, puro measurements lang. What, what the PBA will do is if you're an applicant, they'll just measure you. Your height, um, even the biometrics, wala pa masyado. Right. Height, reach, yun lang. Sa, sa PBA office lang yun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then before, we're, we're, I remember we're, that we're, year in like 2000, maybe 12 or 13. I want to say because it was we ju- we had just started, right? And then I yeah, remember we we we, 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 I, we even booked Club 365, which no longer exists. Yeah, the grand outayo, right? It's funny, ah, Navin, pare. Yeah. Initially, you know that that um scrimmage is for our ano lang, is for our rookies lang. Okay. Then we invited the coaches and everything. Oh. imagine mo. Halos lahat ng applicants dumating. Wow. Because <laughs> word got out, man. They all talk to each other. All the rookies talk to each other. Kami lang ang nagganon eh. Kami lang ang kami lang ang nagpaganon eh. That was wasn't that lahat Jason Deutschman? Norman Black was there. Yeah. Marv, that was Jason Deutschman's. I, I also remember we 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 talked there. Um, Sino ba nag 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 nagconduct ng ng scrimmage noon si Coach Bong Ramos pa kasi sobrang dami so we mm-hmm. really cannot you know 
properly manage it. So nagpatulong right. pa kami kay, kay coach kay coach Bong na you know just to Marv, wasn't that the Marv, wasn't that the year we had Jason Deutschman and Yusef Taha? I think it was Jason Deutschman and Yusef Taha. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the reason why I brought this up is because Norman, Marv, it was Norman, right? If I recall correctly, Norman brought in a a camera and took video of the entirety. Wow. He 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 videoed the whole thing. Right. And so your question, going to your question, who takes it seriously? You know, I I can vouch for Norman because. You know, he, he, he made it a point to not just go himself as head coach. Not all right. the head coaches went themselves. Right? Some would send assistants or the manager would go and he videotaped it. And, you know, I've spoken, you know, my dad has told me in, in conversations with Norman, too, is like even when Norman gets an import, you know, I know he and Paolo fly out, Paolo Trillio, the, the GM yes. now, yeah. Maralco, they fly out and to the States the themselves. Guy. Yeah, you know, I can so... I can speak from experience when I say that Meralco is one of the most professionally run organizations there is in the PBA because also dealing with Paolo, he's very professional about how he does things. Yeah. Just not the same can be said about a lot of other PBA franchises. Yeah, definitely. I, I think there's... Uh... The, 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 it's maybe cultural also. I'm not sure. You know, I, I hate to yeah. attribute it to that, but when, you know, when, part, when, I think that's part of it. You yeah. know, like Americans, Americans will YouTube a lot. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> yeah. how many how many Pinoy coaches are YouTubing that often? I'm not sure. You know, so I hate to make it sound cultural, but my din my factor Pinoys tend to believe what they see. When you guys in, had in, the combine, who was the commissioner? Do you oh, remember? Chito, Chito, Chito Salud or Nervasa? Chito? Salud. 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 And when he Salud, found out diba? that you guys had the combine, what was the reaction? I think next season, may ano na eh, may draft combine. Nag scrimmage sila, no? Nag scrimmage. Wow. I just had to ask that. <laughs> okay. Um, interesting. So let's go to this year's draft because <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, we need to hear the full story of that one day. But let's go to this year's draft because it's such a deep draft class. Like you said, you have Santillan, you have Pasaol, you have Troy Reich, Aljun Melesho, you have Jericho Han Missy, and then you have the Philam guys too. So I know that a lot of it is sensitive information and you guys can't reveal maybe what teams are thinking, but could you give us an idea about what you're hearing about this year's draft, which teams might be interested in certain guys? Can we expect like trades to happen draft day? And this draft, is it going to be heard? Uh, is it going to be held virtually? Is it going to be online? Like, how's it going to go? Well, it's going to be virtually. That's for okay. sure. Similar to what the NBA did. Now, in terms of uh, maybe we can do our own mock, mock draft, right? The, the way it's going, or the, you, we're hearing a lot of and reading a lot of stuff in terms of um, mock drafts here. But um, I think um, Munzon and, and, and Malonzo are lock-ins already. For the top two picks? Or... The top two. Oh. Okay, yeah. So, it's uh, like consensus, right? Right. That's what they call it. Marv, this now may be can... the deepest draft in a long time. No, what do you think? Because that first round is stacked, man. It's stacked. Um, but it will take a hit, especially if um if the PBA yeah. officially removes uh, removes diba, 
uh, Brickman, Jeremiah Gray, Sir Rosser. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, that's Those another players. topic altogether, though. Yeah, uh, let, the, let's yeah. talk about that. Like, what's going on with the documents? Because it doesn't feel like there's a lot of transparency going on right now with what's actually required. Um, well, I, be, I believe Tyrus Hill may not even make the deadline. I think for, for the longest time, PBA is clear on what documents they are requiring. Okay. What is not clear about the players understanding these requirements. That's right. why paulit-ulit din kami ni Matt, you know, whenever, whenever we encounter you know, um, players who are born outside of... The, so let's make it clear. No? The PBA right now, they will classify you as a local born if you were born in the Philippines. Ngayon, if you were born outside of the Philippines, automatic yan, feel foreigner ka. Now, if you're classified as a feel foreigner, the requirements you you need to present is the recognition through the Bureau of Immigration and Department of Justice. Now, if you cannot present that, they will ask for the RA-9225 process. Okay. Requisitions. Yeah, the reacquisition. Just but that's plan. rare. That's really, really rare. So it's really just recognition. So right. it's 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 ironic, right? Because like Marv, Alex Kabognot, I think was born in the states, right? Was it Alex who was born in the states and Mark Kagiwa was born here? Ganonyata, de ba? Or baliktad? Baliktad. Yeah. Let's, let's, okay. let's 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 give this an example, ano? Okay. Uh, oh, sige, si Matt Ganuelas na lang, de ba? Yeah. Matt Ganuelas roster, right? Matt Ganuelas Rosser was born here in, in the Philippines. So he is considered as a local. Okay. Diba? The, the, the only document or Pingris and Jason Castro, right? Yeah. Be, being both half, but they're born here. So they're considered local, even though they may look yes. and play mixed. Okay. All right. So if you were if you were a pure blooded Sinoy. If you're a pure-blooded Pinoy, but you were born abroad, Pinoy, but you were born abroad, what are yeah, you so classifying? That's the irony. That's the irony. Like guys like uh, Mark Agiwa, right, who was born in the states, is full Filipino, but considered Phil foreigner wow. because of their birth or because of their birthplace. So that's that. That's the irony. And then the biggest frustration that I have is like, if you look at the rule to a T. To qualify for recognition, right? The document you need to play in the PBA to certify you as Filipino due to the whole Phil Sham controversy in the past yeah. is the recognition as a Philippine yeah. citizen from the BI or Bureau of Immigration, right? Okay, but yeah. if you look at the rules to a T, if you're, okay, let's, sorry to make, you know, to simplify no, it's uh, okay. and, to sound, and, and to sound sexist, but if you're, let's say for Phil Ams, if your Filipina mom had already been Americanized or okay. naturalized by the time of your birth, you're technically no longer qualified because the Philippines considers that as your par- your mom renounced her citizenship and no longer wants to be Filipino because she swore allegiance to the states. But oh. it's nonsense, right? Because it is. Your, your mom, I mean, obviously you live in the states, you want to 
Americanized, right? You want to be naturalized, but right. it doesn't it doesn't negate her Filipino lineage, right? She's blood. Not, she doesn't lose her blood exactly yeah. or her heritage. So that's the issue. There is you could be full Filipino, but born in the states to parents who had both been Americanized and yet not play in the PBA. So this is these are the things we've brought up to Willie and to oh. the teams and said fight for this because. It's it's nonsense. Why are these pure-blooded Filipinos not able to play? And yet, if I have, you know, let's say I have an eighth of Filipino blood and I'm born in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and it just so happens my parent, who is a fourth, has has citizenship, I can play as a local. Mm-hmm. How does that, how does that make sense that someone who who's an eighth can play and yet someone who's full Filipino by lineage mm-hmm. can't play? It doesn't make sense, but at the same time, how are you going to determine someone's lineage, right? I mean, it's tough also. You can't right. draw the line by by their amount of Filipino blood. You can't do that also. But there has to be a better way, right? And yep. I think it's an overreaction from the Phil Sham controversy, right? The so now they brought in have. the DOJ and the yeah. The players you have that fall under these stipulations, how do they feel about the entire thing? Because like, if I was a pure-blooded Filipino born abroad, and I was told that I'm not classified as a Filipino player just because I was born abroad, I'd probably question that the entire day. I'd be thinking about it the whole day. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. it's. I mean, dude, it takes years, as some of the guys said, right? It really takes years because the process is really, really hard. Mm -hmm. That is the main thing, though, because they're like, when they get their passport, they think they're good. And mm-hmm. so we have to keep reiterating that, you know, even if you get your passport, that doesn't cut it in the PBA. Right. You need your recognition or your uh, reacquisition of your mom, the 9225, wherein mm-hmm. you're included. Yeah, Mar- what Marv is saying, they question it because they're like, what? Why do I have to do that? I'm Filipino. I have a passport, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's their initial thought. And the process is tedious, like you said. Yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah, these, are, these are, you know, these are rules of the league. That they is, really need to abide to. Is there at so, least some momentum to change it? Like you guys have mentioned, you've talked to Com Willie about it. We've been lobbying it for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. I think you know there's a positive sign that the, 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 the board would consider amending their rules because it's Sorry, a process we, as well. Eh? People yeah, need really, to understand that you know these these rules are in the bylaws of the PBA. Mm-hmm. So they they just can't change, change their rules. It. Yeah. Yeah, but they need to they need to amend it and and go go through a process of voting again. Ah, so everything so, comes down to a vote, talaga. Yes, yes, because it's in the bylaws. That's mm-hmm. why the PBA, the Office of the Commissioner, needs to parang implement it. Right. Because it's in bylaws, nila. Eh. So but, for, but really, them, basically said they'll move to that direction, the Bamar. They, said, they are uh, going to move in that direction. We, we, we probably, we didn't say definitively, right? But he said, we'll, yeah. we'll probably do this, but Bahaindi Kaya this year, the Bahaindi Kaya this year. But I think it's going in that direction. Right. Because, because the other thing is. It's hard to, it's hard to. Hindi mo naman fake ang passport ngayon. Right? It's not not that easily na. Not you, like eh. back in the day. Not like before, right? <laughs> Three hundred pesos. Record, eh. yeah. yeah. And you know, the best part of it is you can travel with it. Oh my ba? god! Yeah, exactly. 
Kung galing recto. Now, di ba, you just can't travel with a fake passport. Plus, Kasi like... may mga, you... microchip, may mga microchip yeah. na yan. Eh, diba? Yeah, advance. Kung taka sa mga immigration ng, ng, ng ibang countries, you know, you just, you just can't, they, they just scan your passport, di ba? Yeah. Eh, pag fake yung passport mo, hindi ka makakapasok. So, right. it's not easy to fake passports right now. Second, you know, I think in order to to, to grow as a league and to elevate the, the level of play, PBA should consider really expanding in terms of um, thinking global, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they need to allow these players to enter the league. We can name a couple, not only Brickman, right? We have Richard Smith before na Siguro. That was five years ago, tama ma? Yeah, he was he was a player, man. Like he was six eight, you know, big body, soft touch. He was the one who was training with Gilas even, right? Mm-hmm. Then he played in the ABL for Todd Purse. I think it was Indonesia, right? So, I mean, ultimately, your goal as a league, right? If you're the PBA, is you want the best Filipino talent, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's sports entertainment. It's a showcase of the best Filipino basketball players, and they're not getting that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a disservice. It's a disservice to the PBA with the rules being so strict. Like ultimately, you're just hurting the PBA. Sayang lang, like guys like Brickman, who we know are world class. I think they're trying to have this open mind now, in terms of really, you know, opening things up. Because you know, other leagues around the world, around the region, are you know, open, are are getting Filipino players as well. Exactly. Yeah, that that was the next thing I wanted to bring up. Does the does it feel like the PBA is somewhat threatened by the fact that a guy like Thirdy Ravenna, instead of declaring for the draft, decides I'm gonna go to Japan instead? Is that something that okay, kind that, of makes them scared? My, my take on that would be, ano, my, my, my take would on that on it shouldn't be a threat. <laughs> it shouldn't be a threat. It, there will always be a talent, an influx of talent available for the PBA. They just need to open things up. Maraming mm. Pinoy ballers, di ba? Now, in terms of top Filipino talents that will play abroad, hindi naman lahat makakalaro yan, di ba? Mm-hmm. Isang team, one player lang yan, di ba? Then not all players are have the talent or have the skill set to play internationally. Right. And eventually, they'll come back home. They'll come back home. It's still the PBA that will be their last stop, diba? Right. Pero players like Kai Soto, diba? If they have an opportunity to play in the NBA, then you, you let them play. It, it, it's not a threat to them, diba? Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, they have an opportunity to maximize their, their earnings and mm-hmm. to get exposed internationally, diba? And it's their, their choice as well to try out things because it, it, it just presents itself diba? it's not like hindi naman yan yung hard sell na punta ka dito parang it's a door that opened for third year right very timing kasi kakatapos niya lang ng, ng college diba he's the top college player in the la, in the country then very timely Japan opened things up for Asian imports right hmm. so timing talaga so Timing lang, oh. Right. Kasi hindi lang naman Pilipino yung ano eh, yung isa-sign up nila eh. They can sign up um, Chinese players, Taiwanese, and Korean players. So it's also a competition for us. Okay, so let's 
talk a little bit about this year's draft. No, some of the names that have excitement in terms of maybe social media or when you see articles are a lot of the guys who, aside from the foreigners, also played college basketball here. So, I believe Calvin Oftanas declared, uh, Aljun Meleshos declared, Jerick Ahanmisi, uh, Alvin Pasaol, Santi Santillan, Troy Reich. All these guys played college basketball here. What are you hearing in terms of the interest PBA teams have for these players? I know Santi, for example, a lot of teams are interested in him because his game has always been PBA wingsuited. But how about like the other guys? And even Santi, like, is there kind of a battle for who can get him first now? What's going on there? Well, for Santi, I think uh, uh, the crucial pick would be Enlex. Because it's between him it's between him and Calvin of Tana. For Enlex, right? yeah. For Enlex, who they're going to pick for their three and four. So if, if, if Enlex picks, let's say lang, no? let's say if Enlex picks Calvin of Tana, then maybe Enlex would use their fourth pick to say who's the best available talent there, mm-hmm. right? Then you can you can throw in the name if if they go for talent, they, you could throw in the name of Mikey Williams or Alvin Pasaol, mm-hmm. diba? Then that leaves Santi, Serene or Shine. Oh, okay. Parang bagay siya sa Rain or Shine. Kasi Rain or Shine, from what I gathered, initially, they're looking for a guard. Like Aljun diba? or Andre, yeah. Well, um, they're really like, say, uh, Brickman. Okay, yeah. They need someone that who's, whose score. game is mature, that's ready to really lead the team, diba? Yeah. But if Brickman is not available or is not in the list of draftees, then the next that they are looking at is Mikey Williams. Na. Siya na yung best guard sa draft class, diba? Right. But if Mikey Williams is taken by Enlex, then, you know, you see, you see Santillan dropping or, you know, Rain or Shine taking Santillan. It really depends on ano yung, ano yung mapag-debate ng mga coaching staff. Do they hmm. go for a big or do they go for the best available talent? Yeah. Kasi for me, after tapos na yung four, yung next available talent na lang dyan is Alvin Pasaol. Eh. Hmm. Diba? Pero if you go for a big, for me, I don't want to sound biased, pero of all the bigs, you know, I would, you, you, you would, you would put Santi first there. Right. Diba? Yeah. Santi, you have Troy, you have Adamos, you have uh, Buyang. Diba? Buyang, exactly. So, One more guy. Yeah. Of the four, you know, you could, maybe you could see Rain or Shine taking Santi. Yeah. Pero, you know, if let's say Rain or Shine picks Larry Muyang, then I really don't see Alaska passing up on Santi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that would be an interesting fit. Pero would he and Jeron's games go together, Santi and Jeron? I think Santi's, ano, is Santi... Is is Santi's game is um would 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 ano would pam pam pro siya pam pro. Kasi si Santi is effective. Effective si Santi, no? 
He'll do whatever uh, you need, basically. No, he, yes, he'll find yes, his niche. Not, he'll find his niche. He's, he he he's not. Um, he doesn't need to score to be effective. Right. Yeah. He can do the utility other things. Guy. Yeah. He's a utility guy. I, I, love, I love his floater for a big man. You know, since dating back to LaSalle, that, that, that just always felt automatic. He would, he would be better as a pro than a college player. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I, would, he would do better as a pro than a college player. Correct. Yeah, he's, one of those, he's one of those guys who will play to the team's level. What right. the team needs, correct? Yes. Yeah, parang he he he's like uh, uh, he he's like a Draymond type, right? Wherein like uh, he'll he'll look good with better players, the yeah. yeah, go Marv. Player comparison ko kay kay Santi is si Rani Del De Ocampo. Oh, I like that. Okay, okay. Why so? Well, you know, um, he's not he's not flashy. Um, he's effective. He has range. He yeah, can, undersized, undersized four man, strong, four, fundamentally you know, you know, sound. He can, he can, yeah, he can, can defend three. He can play the four. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's parang deceiving yung strength niya, mm-hmm. di ba? Right. Mahaba, nakakatakbo. You know, may tira, may tira sa three points. Right. So, so, so si Santi, he's the type of guy that, like you said, would fit in a team. Would find a way to help the team, right? And yeah, kind of system, yan. Kind of right. system. Yeah, and to some degree, I kind of feel Troy also because he's a big man, and teams always need big men for rebounding. Well, Troy would be who whoever picks Troy would will be surprised, no? Because yes. Troy is the type of player that uh, very coachable. He's Marketable. Similar to similar to Sa- marketable. Yes. Similar to Santi, he doesn't need the ball to be effective as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mag- maganda ang maganda ang pick and roll um, um, game ni ano ni, ni Troy. Ni Troy. May may, may jump shot din siya. Yeah. May jump shot siya. He can, and he's he smart. can hit those three. He's smart. He, he knows smart. how to play the game. He's, right. he's a, he's a coach's type of player. Game. Right. You know. Yes, he, yes. So the, yeah, in the last podcast, he, he, Troy was right. also telling me baka daw pwede siya sa Alaska can or yung bottle siya daw yung bagong face of Alaska. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I think that would be funny actually. <laughs> Alaska should consider him, really. Right. In that number number six, Alaska should consider him. Yeah, they, could use they, they need they need a big. They could use. So, so they, they they just signed one of our guys, Yusef Taha, mm-hmm. right? So they they still need the big there. He he would be uh, a contrast to Abu, right? Abu kind of brings something different, and I feel like Troy would bring something different. Um, Abu's game is different. Mm-hmm. I think Abu is more of um, he would need to score for mm-hmm. parang mahype she, diba? Right. Oh. Saka power player si ano eh power player si Abu. si Abu. Abu. Yeah. Uh, power player, you know. Uh, he's just he's just an athlete, man. He's a horse. Like guy's strong, man. Workhorse, yeah. Yeah, see yeah, so Abu. Um, once so he, he I think I think Abu once he gets to really understand the game more, more yeah. deeper. Um he'll be he'll be he knows how to he'll understand how to use his Athleticism in his advantage, you know. I think I think oh no, he'll be a good player. He'll really be a good player in the league. 
So if a guy like Santi and Troy would be a good fit wherever they go because they bring a unique skill set, would you say guys like Alvin Pasaol, Aljun, Jerick Ahanmisi, Karako, I guess Muyang also would fit wherever he goes, but the other guys I mentioned, are they the type of players that ideally they need to go to a team that needs what they can bring to the table? Well, one by one, ano, natin. Let's, let's start with, with Alvin Pasaol. Okay. Alvin Pasaol is a natural basketball talent. Yes. He just needs to to be in the court. He just needs to play. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of things that he needs to improve on. First, of course, in conditioning, yeah. You know, he just can't rely on his talent to make yeah. it in the PBA. Yen yung old school yeah. diet style. Because uh, <laughs> uh, the level in the PBA is different, na. Because mm-hmm. in college. He just, you know, he just relies on his talent, di ba? Kaya okay na yan. He, he, can, he can easily score 30, di ba? Pero in the PBA, you got to play against players at your level na. So I think with, with, with Alvin, he, he, he just needs to do that. Then he'll, he'll have a long career, you know? The, the one thing with Alvin, though, I'll say is that he's really competitive. Like, mm-hmm. I think people underestimate that, you know, and uh, he's a gamer. You know what I mean? Like, you know how some guys play better in game or in a, in a tough situation. He's one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like, sure, practice, more pedics, pedics lang, whatever. But, you know, when, when the lights shine and, 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 the, and the whistle's blown, he's going to go. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of yeah. guy that you want. You know, because right. he's he's a fighter and he and he competes and he loves the game, like he, he you know he plays hard, you know. So th- those are I think characteristics that uh, you always want, right? You always want someone who will compete and uh, you know won't won't take a playoff. And I and I, I get that from him. You you see his fire. Yeah. How about the other guys? Like let's say Jerick, Aljun, and Andre. Well, Aljun would be, I think he's PBA ready. You know, he's, he's one of the youngest players in the in the draft. He's only mm-hmm. 22. Um, he'll just get better. Yeah. Coaches or managers always question his size, you know. But once Aljun gets to play and run with this with run run with the PBA players, he'll he'll be perfectly fine in the PBA. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys. He's the one of those little guys that can play at that level. He'll be fine. Yeah. I, think, I think he'll he'll be a second rounder though. He'll Do you see second. him as like a sixth man? Parang Lou Williams PBA style type? Depends on... We, we get interest from Alvin. Eh? A couple of teams that, you know, they're, they're looking at Alvin. Yeah. Alvin. No, no, Alvin. Al sorry. Um, Aljun. Yes. It really depends. Eh? Diba? Kung sang team ka eh. Uh, I think, yeah, what's interesting is go, going to uh, Naveen's point. Sorry to interrupt, Marv. You Young fit, about That's interesting, because eh? like, you know, Naveen was saying how some players depend this a fit, others doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's always an underrated aspect, no? So it's a draft, because it depends where you go, and sometimes you can get drafted high, but you're in the wrong situation, mm-hmm. right? Or other times you can get drafted low and be in the perfect situation, right? mm-hmm. So dependent or in this, uh, so fit, a coach, you know, everything. Yeah. As a, as, as a rookie coming in, ideal situation is you know you get to play 
Mm-hmm. You get to to be part of the rotation, mm-hmm. regular rotation of the team, so that early in your career you can establish what type of player you are in the league. If you'll be a bench warmer for your rookie year, then you know it's gonna be a a tougher tougher stretch for you, especially if you you sign for only say one year, right? Mm-hmm. So ang hirap eh. Ang hirap to, to, to get another contract if you're a bench warmer and you're a rookie. Right. So minsan, minsan timing din eh. Minsan timing and you know, um, a little bit of luck where you land, di ba? You get to play. There are a lot of players that we can name mm-hmm. that are, you know, going back to our earlier discussion about players who aren't playing in the league, diba? Yeah. Same thing, you know, you know, coming in as a rookie and it's not an ideal situation for them, diba? Pero we know that they can play. Correct. Ang hirap din if you get if you get drafted by a team, mga powerhouse team, diba? Puno yan eh. We're in, the core is intact. The, the starting unit is intact. Plus, their their second unit is still intact. Yeah. Let's say San Miguel drafts you, mm-hmm. right? Completo na sila, eh. ba? What will be your role, diba? Bench warmer. Like Vaughn, like Vaughn Pesumal, who was with like Vaughn Pesumal, who was with us, right? Like Vaughn, Vaughn took a few years to really crack the rotation, mm-hmm. diba? And it worked well for him because he was with Marsho and them, so. He learned, right? And he's and he works hard, you know. So he found his way, but a lot to do with fit. And yun, yeah, with the draft, it's like you only get one shot, right? So you got to time it right. Nah, you don't go too early, you don't go too late, and you know you find yourself in the right situation. But at the same time, if you're really good, you know you, you you'll stick around somehow or some way, right? All right. So there's one topic I also really want to talk with you guys. But before we get there, I just have to say that when I was watching the recent PBA bubble. I think this, the team that really stood out to me, I mean, obviously, Hinebra won the championship, but they're Hinebra. But a team that really stood out to me was Phoenix, who I thought had a great chance to make the finals. I, I really like what they have going on with Perkins and Wright. I know both of those guys are under you, Marvin, Matt, of course. And I like the Vic Manuel addition. I'm just curious, like, what do you think will really help Phoenix get to the next level? And... With the way Perk is going now, do you see him as an MVP candidate not far from now? In the PBA, remember, you average, say, 15 points a game with mm-hmm. 10 rebounds a game on a winning team. You'll be a candidate. Right. Correct. And Perkins, Perkins can produce the, those numbers. So in a league like the PBA, I think, I think there's always... A, first thing is to win, really. You just need to win. Right, because it's stats basically eh? mm-hmm. for you to be a candidate first. Then, if you average a double double, then you'll be an MVP MVP candidate, right? right. Now, I, yeah, be- I think Perk's underrated too, if I may, because like, well, he he just does all the little things too that people don't necessarily see. Like he boxes out so well, you know mm. what I mean? Like I, I've never seen anyone use his body as well and to box out like. You know, they teach you put a, put your butt on the guy. He he literally does it every time. You know, mm-hmm. like the hefty lefty thing. He really lives up to it. And he right. uses it. He, he knows how to use his body. 
Yeah, and, you know, those he, hips don't tough. lie, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, he may not get the rebound, but you may as well chalk it up to him because he's boxing out the biggest guy on the floor. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, he does a lot of little things. I think he's underappreciated because he he's also kind of no nonsense, right? Yeah. He doesn't have necessarily a, a ton of flash, but you know he gets it done at the end of the game. It's like he's twenty ten every game. So you know those kind of guys, those guys who are tough. Uh, you know, he's efficient too. He, 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 he's not a high volume guy usually. Right. Right. So he, he, he'll, he'll find, he'll find his points and his rebounds regardless. Yeah. He's also pretty good at fantasy football. Shout out Perk. He was the champion of our NFL fantasy league this past season. Okay. So let's move on to the next topic, which is Kai Soto, which is obviously arguably the biggest topic in Philippine sports the last few weeks. So just to recap, he joins Ignite in the G League, comes back, attempts to join Gilas for their in, uh, competition, which was also canceled. And recently, it's been announced that he's no longer with Ignite following what happened. So I'm just curious, what are your thoughts, both of you, about Kai? And what does his future look like right now? Yeah, so we're a little biased because we know, you know, Chow of EWP, right? And I'm not speaking because we know them, but in a way, I don't completely blame them. Mm-hmm. Like, it was almost the perfect storm against them, right? Like, yeah. everything just went wrong. Yeah, right? correct, and correct. So, obviously, it seems like he had some other obligations here in Manila uh, besides Gilas, right? Like, I, you know, I, I think people know already, right? He shot something. Uh, for a brand that I won't name, but um, (laughs) I don't blame them necessarily. Like, I don't know what happened with Ignite exactly and why it didn't pan out. It seemed like they had their approval, so I don't know why they wouldn't admit them. Yeah, so I don't know why Ignite didn't take him back. I'm not sure what happened. It seemed that, you know, he had their approval. Mm -hmm. So that's still a mystery to me if it was approved and yet he wasn't able to rejoin the team. I don't know what happened there. Seems like there's something missing, but... My point is, knowing, you know, Chow and EWP, they don't make money off their players. Like, they literally uh, develop Filipino talent and try and make them succeed in the States. Right. It's not, you know, they're not in it for the money. I mean, obviously, you know, it's still a business, but, you know, I don't think that's their number one uh, priority. You know, so my, my opinion on Kai has always been, you know, when he first came out, you know, I always thought he should have gone d1 you know if he was able to go to a great program right you know and and, and get developed but he obviously went the way of the g league and i also can't blame them because i mean if the end goal is the nba and Mm. you're guaranteed a couple hundred thousand dollars yeah that's also tough to turn down that's so they didn't make a mistake there right and then him going to gilas well i'm sorry but he was riding the bench you know, playing for Brian Shaw, give, giving him, what, five, six, almost meaningless minutes, not doing much. Is that hurting or helping him in terms of his NBA stock? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. developing as a player, but people also see him riding the bench and putting up, sorry to say, with all due respect to Kai and his team, a couple points, a couple rebounds. Mm-hmm. So I also get the fact that they sent him to Gilas because, like like we've seen with Jopeth, who's our guy, like you only improve when you're playing meaningful mm-hmm. minutes in games. You know, that's when you really, really grow and you see the game and everything slows down and you, you know, you, you, you see where you fit and what you can really do well. And so I don't blame them also for sending him to Gilas. Mm. You know what I mean? So 
yeah, you can say, oh, it's COVID. They should have known something like this may have happened. So I, I, I don't blame them for their decisions necessarily. You know, it just so happened that everything went really, really bad. Like it just went awry at, 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 the, at the worst times. The Ignite thing, as I said, I don't know what happened. So I, I you know, I, I can't speak to that. Yeah. But I think it's a little simplistic to just say, oh, agents are capitalizing on him. Parang, ah, I'm not sure about that. There's more to it, you know? Mm-hmm. How about you, Marv? What do you think about the whole well, thing? Um, I think, ano, ano, uh, may halong malas din, eh, no? Hindi natuloy yung window. Eh. Kung natuloy yung window, I think it, this won't be that much of an issue. Eh. Yeah. Kay uh, missing out on his G League, you know, Ignite. So, nagkataon lang na, you know, na-cancel yung, ano, yung window. And, you know, it, it just, parang, hindi lang na-control. I think the, parang ang narrative behind it is, is um, could be better. Because we all want what's best for Kai. Di ba? Mm-hmm. We all want what's best for Kai. You know, I think this is, we, we don't we know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. We don't we, know what's happening inside. I think, I think Kai still has, has time to, Develop to realize that NBA dream. It doesn't need to be, you know. We all know that the NBA is a young man's league, mm-hmm. right? Players now are 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 entering the draft. 19, years old, 20 19, years old, yeah. 20. But there are also players that you know are entering the league and you know being effective um at the age of 27, 28. Right. 20, right. 25, 26. So it doesn't yeah. need to be now. It doesn't need to be now. Um, right. I think um, he he has time to develop his game, and once he's NBA ready, whenever that is, diba, He'll realize we'll 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 see him in the NBA soon. Mm-hmm. But let's not let's not rush things for Kai, because yeah, um, I remember yeah. he I, I think personally no he went to the states a little late, a couple of years late. He could have went to the States when he was 13 years old. Right. Right. It could be a different, you know, development for Kai. Diba? Mm-hmm. Pero, you know, let's give the kid some, some breathing room. room. Right. Yeah, some yeah. room. And let him develop at his own pace. He's still 18 years old. You know? natin siya madaliin. The sky's still the limit for him, I believe. Oh, yeah. You know, um, um, it's, yeah, and I think. Yeah, go ahead, pare. Yeah, I think, you know, Marv said. We all have our, you know, his best interest at heart. We all want him to, him to succeed. And I think that's the same with EWP and his agency. You know, like, I don't think they're trying to make a quick buck off him. They want him to succeed, obviously, because his success is their success. Mm-hmm. You know, and going to Marv's point, Kai is a late bloomer. He's massive, right? Guys that tall always take more time to develop. So yes. I always thought that, you know, next year's draft was too early. I always thought because Tama. he's not yet ready. Yeah, bottom line, he's not yet ready. Offense, the kick, just, just, no his, yeah, just, just, his body, physiologically, like he just needs a few more years, and he's gonna get better he needs and a better. Few more years, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, and, and when I say you only have one shot in the PBA, it's even more so the case the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially <laughs> when you're a Filipino, you only have one shot. You yeah. Know? So with a guy like Kai, it's almost like to Marv's point. You know, you can go too early, but I'm not, you know, I'd rather err on the side of going too late, right? Because mm-hmm. you better be ready when you enter that draft. And, 
you got you got a battle for an NBA spot. I mean, that's competition none of us truly know. Right. And just the mental pressure of all of it too, kind of like carrying the expectations and hope of an enti- an entire country on your shoulders while you as an as a young adult you're still trying to figure out where your position is in life, right? That's really the time of our lives where we kind of realize what we really want, what our dreams are. And I just feel like mentally and to some degree like spiritually it must be affecting him to know that he's carrying all these expectations everything he's doing is magnified to such a high degree and you're right you know at the end of the day he just needs like space to breathe room to breathe and become yeah. the person he wants I to think, be i think we're on a point you know um the general public is overreacting in the situation of kai It's not like you know his NBA is is over. Parang ganon eh, di ba? Mm-hmm. Parang sinira niyo yung yung career niya. It's it's not like that. You know he still has time. Yeah. The fact is he's not yet ready to enter the NBA now, mm-hmm. di ba? Let's give him time to develop, and his team knows that. People yeah. around him know his that. story. And yeah, his NBA story is not it hasn't been written yet, right? I mean, it's, it's, hindi pa to, hindi pa to, yeah, wala pa hindi, to. Yeah. Right. It's just that you know, talagang hindi lang natuloy yung window, right? Mm-hmm. And Malas you know, people, lang. people, people just question, um, you know, even if even if natuloy yung window, bakit niya iniwan yung ignite? You can argue with you know with like what Matt said, na is he really gonna develop? You know, riding on the bench, playing garbage time, right? Mm. We're in, you know, okay, let's let's use him here in the Philippines, expose him in international tournaments like this FIBA window. Ano magiging, anong beneficial sa kanya, di ba? Right. We don't know that. Hindi, hindi natin alam yan, di ba? Talagang, you, you, ano lang, hindi you, lang talagang natuloy yung FIBA. <laughs> Plus, you can't discount possible scouts in FIBA also. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of right, you know, scouts right. around the world have NBA connections. So who knows? If you really, you know, balled out in FIBA Asia, eh, baka NBA interested in you na konte. That's know? true. So, That's true. All right. So we have been running like longer than I anticipated. But honestly, I'm so happy about it because these have been great discussions. However, before I let you go, I have to ask you both something that I am really curious about and you don't have to name any names of course uh but what is the weirdest or most unforgettable question or request that both of you have ever received from a player that you manage you don't have to name names or anything but what's like just the weirdest (laughs) most unforgettable question or request that you might have heard and you were just like huh (laughs) like just rack your brain and share a story if you can (laughs) <laughs> I got one really quick uh, that comes to mind. All um, right. We had a Gilas player at the time flying to somewhere internationally like the next morning at, I don't know, the break of dawn, like super early flight. <laughs> and I think he, he, he messaged or called me at like 10 p.m. the night before. Yeah. And was like, do you know where I can, do you know where I can get whey protein? <laughs> okay. And I was just like, man, I don't know. <laughs> like like just just hours before his flight he was about to go to like i don't know some fiba asia you know uh tournament and he was asking for whey protein and i was like man i don't know if i can find whey protein in, at 7-eleven yeah <laughs> hey god get that protein in <laughs> okay well, you know, yeah how about you Marvin? players Marma. 
Maraming 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 kalokohan ng players na Vin. Okay, I can only imagine. <laughs> you know, um, sometimes they try to connive with you, di ba? Yeah. Uh, parang sasabihin nila, oh, pag, pag tumawag sa'yo yung girlfriend ko, sabihin mo magkasama tayo. It's things like that. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Or what else? Mga request na little things that you know they can do maybe booking a grab you know oh <laughs> wow maybe um booking their plane tickets you know jeez so may mga players na kailangan i babysit kailangan i baby you know <laughs> difficult to manage so do you book their grab for them or do you tell them pwede mo i-download yung app sa phone mo madali lang yan the, the worst part is my grab sila. <laughs> they know sila. what they're doing, Naveen. Come on, they're, they're not doing that. They're oh, just okay. pretty lazy. Yeah. They just wanna, you know, ikaw na mag, ano, sila naman magbabayad, ikakash nila, di ba? Oh. Pero, you know, pakigook, parang, you know, can you, can you book me a grab, please? I'll pay for it. <laughs> parang, what? <laughs> okay, do the girlfriends actually call you sometimes to ask if the players sometimes. with you? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Girlfriend, wife. Oh, Do wow. I... Yeah. So, so how Accomplice hard is it? Accomplice ka na, Marv. Accomplice. Ano na? Accomplice. Accomplice ka na. Accomplice nga. Kung, kung, p- pwede nga ako makulong eh. <laughs> so so has, has there ever been a time where the player was caught and nagalit din yung girlfriend sa'yo? <laughs> Nakon, wala pa naman. No? Wala pa naman. Nakon what? <laughs> oh, wala pa naman. Parang, alam mo yun. <laughs> Ano lang talaga, makukulit lang itong mga player na to. Malilikot. Malilikot. Yeah. So at least... So if, if they cannot find a, a reason for them to go out, di ba? Oo. Para makalusot, ang reasoning nila, I'll, I'll meet ko yung manager ko. <laughs> Then, you know, sometimes their girlfriend or wife just check in, check checks in with me. Yeah. Di ba? If it's true. Oo. And is that always like a moral dilemma for you where you're like, I don't want to lie, pero this guy is hey, my player. Hey, boys will be boys, pare. Diba? Boys will be boys. Sometimes, di ba? Sometimes nga, hindi, hindi ako na, na-i-inform ahead of time. Eh. Biglang mag-message mag, mag, lang sa akin yung girlfriend. Boss, oh, no. what time kayo uuwi ni ano? Ganito. <laughs> Alam ko na. Di ba? Alam ko na. Oh, so... I just so, make something. So those are like bit, the the little things you have to know when you become an agent, eh, no? <laughs> so yeah. basically, Marv, M M O Monayan. Whenever they ask, yes, he's with me. <laughs> oh, ganyan. <laughs> Default na yan. Kasi, Default na yan. Para kanarin kasi namin barkade. We're, 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 our relationship with our players are you know parang bros na. na. Yeah, parang bros na. Grab them. So, you know things like that i i can't get over it that was that was probably the best part of the whole podcast to be honest with you <laughs> nako maraming players na ano marv man marv's couple breaker eh ano story lang mga story na ganyan yeah any other uh-huh. interesting stories since we're already on the right track wala <laughs> naman um Different types of players as well, you know, how they 
I love um, Robert Bollick's passion. Right. Really. Correct. If you get yeah. to know him, really, you know, um, he loves to win. He's a winner. Oh. If you hear him speak about, you know, losing, minsan iisipin mo, parang OA naman itong taon to, pero he, parang si Jordan, parang si MJ na, you know, competitive. He, he competitive, he, he finds a way to motivate himself. Mm-hmm. Kaya if you look at his, his Twitter, di ba? Minsan he, he, parang he challenges himself. I love, I love Robert Bollick's passion. Is it true that he really keeps ano yan, real winners? Is it true na, na he really keeps screenshots of like what haters on social media say para ma-motivate Totoo yan. Totoo yan. Has minsan, he ever opened it in front of you? Yes, yes. Minsan, tatawag yan, midnight, out of nowhere, nowhere, magkukwento siya. He just wants to share na, boss, tong bukas, papakitaan ko sila. Dahil itong coach na to, nung, nung college ako, minamaliit ako nito eh. Mm. Diba? Parang mga ganun. Okay. Diba? Parang for example, um, first game niya against Blackwater. Right. Yeah. Diba? A Blackwater pick CJ. Ray Parks ahead Ray of him. Parks. Diba? Yeah, Ray Parks. Sorry, correct. Ray Parks ahead of him. Tignan mm. mo yung stats niya. That was a good game, so, I remember. Before, before that game, the, the night before that game, ang tagal namin nag-usap. Diba? I don't need to motivate him. Siya, siya mismo nag-motivate sa sarili niya. Sinasabi niya sa akin na, Boss, tignan mo lang ang gagawin ko to bukas. Ganun, wow. Talagang papakita ko sa kanila na nagkamali sila sa, sa, sa pick nila. Tama. I, I miss watching Robert play. He really brings him old school way of competition. Ang, and ano, I, ang, yeah. I really I love his passion. No? Passion. Winner, Tsaka yeah. ano siya, talaga, <laughs> talagang ganun, ganun siya mag, ganun siya mag ano saan. Kasi ever since, ever since na, since high school days niya, underdog siya eh. Correct, correct. Chip on his shoulder. Galing siyang probinsya sa Ormok, nirecruit siya ng Lasal, di ba? Oo. Tapos, di ba, medyo nahihiya pa siya noon. Right. Underdog talaga siya. Kahit sa mga practices daw nila noon, yung mga kakampi niya, minamaliit siya. Oo. So, nandun yung underdog mentality niya na he always needs to prove something. Tama, Kahit tama. Kahit nagkakala yung status niya. So, I, I remember uh, a few years ago, after Gao uh, played for Guy Lesna, I think he was like a year or two in the PBA. Yeah. And I told him, uh, Gao, you know, th- this, this prominent brand, Uh, this prominent brand wants you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I recall him saying, Boss, I don't want Parang It's like you're with me or you're against me. Parang ganun. If you don't want any part of me, you'll never get any part of me. Parang ganun. Wow. Robert, one of a kind for sure. One of a kind. <laughs> All right. Um, R- ride or yeah. die. He's a ride or die guy. R- there you go. Ride or die. Yeah. So Marv, Matt, Thank you so much for your time, guys. I really appreciate it. Great stories. And I can't wait to see what else you guys are going to do in the PBA. I feel like EMBM has just really gotten started with what you guys want to accomplish. And I can see you guys accomplishing more in terms of not only what you're doing for the PBA players, but maybe what you guys can do for Philippine basketball. Thanks, Levine. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Levine. Thanks for having us. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. Thanks for having us, Karen.
Of course, of course. And I'm sure that you guys can agree with me when I say the draft is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, peace, guys. Till next time. Thank you. So, I told you, right? A lot of good information. Thanks a lot to Marvin and Matt for coming along. That was a blast. That was entertaining. And I really hope that the future podcast episodes of At The Buzzer will be as entertaining, if not more entertaining. And I just really hope too that if you listen to this episode or you listen to the past few episodes, you'll, that you'll keep listening. I think that we'll be having a lot of great stuff here and I hope that you'll be part of the ride. By the way, just wanted to put it out there that NBA Top Shot is gaining some steam and it's becoming more popular by the day. And if any of you have heard about it, want to learn more about it, and you think that it would help if we had a podcast episode about it, or maybe I write an article about it, just reach out to me. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to hear if you feel that might be a good idea or that's something that could help you. And you can reach out to me, by the way. Sorry, I forgot to mention it, but you can reach out to me at Naveen Ganglani on Twitter or at ByNavsG on Instagram. And if you just want to ask me questions like directly even, about Top Shot or anything about sports. Of course, I can't always reveal the good stuff, but if you want to converse about sports, uh, yeah, just hit me up and I would be glad to help, I guess. <laughs> anyway, again, thanks for listening. Catch you next time.